Welcome to Anything Goes Podcast, and I'm your host of this great podcast that I created, Mr. Shannon Redman. And my podcast consists of sports, it can be entertainment, it can be politics, it can be about life in general. But 90% evolves around sports. But as I say, the title says anything goes. So that's what it is. So my, so I was, I usually do my, my wrestling-ish on maybe Tuesday night at the SmackDown, but I just couldn't, I just couldn't wait. I do SmackDown on another day. I got to get the WrestleMania <clears throat> and the Raw out of my system, and the reason why I don't do my WrestleMania podcast is because WrestleMania ties in with Raw. So, for you to get the origins of the WrestleMania and why certain things happen at WrestleMania, it may be tied in a row. So, let's get to it. And in my podcast, we're just going to get right down to the meat and bones. We're just going to start dissecting. And, you know, everybody got their own ideas and political rights. Whatever you think, however you see it. It's all up for debate for me. So, WrestleMania, one out of five stars, I give it a two. Reason why I give it a two, match complacency, match time, not a good build up in a lot of matches and see when you don't get a lot of build up in matches and you don't get get the guys wrestling with each other you don't get the women wrestling with each other and then when they finally do the match is real sloppy it's real complacent you like why did they do this why did they do that and this was kind of what it was in wrestlemania this year as i see was really put together real fast and just try to really shove it down our throats and let's get these seven hours and don't get me wrong they gave you plenty of matches for seven hours. But out of the seven hours, how many matches were really good? Maybe two. Out of the seven hours. And as I said, in my mind, I was thinking, like, Vince McMahon, you have all this money. You just sold WWE to Disney, this, this, and that. You got all this. You got the football league coming up. Don't you think you just need to cut ties or distance yourself from WWE and leave it to Triple H? Because you need Triple H to take the model of NXT and make it bigger. When I say bigger, bring some of the ideas and possibly move some of the guys up that maybe they can jump from one to another. So, my thing is, is on the topics of like, first of all, the pre-show. If you're not going to do the pre-show right, just get rid of the pre-show events. You and your writers, your staffs, your agents, all suck in pre-show. You don't do nobody no justice. It's pretty much a glorified main event. That's what, pretty much what it is. A glorified main event segment of main event. My thing is, 
I don't, I don't do, I don't do match. My thing and my idea, how I like to do my wrestling podcast. I don't do match for match. I like to put it all in one bowl and stir it up. Try to hit many other topics as you can, cause we all seen, we all seen it. And if we have, if we have it, pretty sure you got clips from YouTube or you streaming. Um, you can see it. Me, I didn't pay a damn thing for it, and I'm not going to pay nothing for WrestleMania until Vince McMahon. As I said, Vincent K. McMahon. Well, bad, bad McMahon impression, but when he goes, that's when I might buy it. Until then, the past couple of WrestleManias, maybe the three, all Vince McMahon ideas hands on, awful. I'm very disappointed. Very disappointed. And when you know the disappointment gets when you have the Shinsuke Nakamura AJ Styles match and which is pure garbage. One out of five, I give it a one and a half. And the only reason why I get a one and a half because Styles hit the style clash and Nakamura turn. But the bad thing about it was AJ Styles should have turned. That's what it should have been. Because the one reason why AJ Styles turns, AJ Styles can get a lot more better matches. It'd be a lot more creative with him, him being the heel. See, my thing is with AJ Styles. Yes, he is the best wrestler in the world. He's number one. Kenny Omega is number two. And that's it. I don't need a top five. I need a one-two. You need two guys you can build a block off of. Build a foundation. Build a solid company. You don't need three. You need others. You need the other associates to help the numbers, ones and twos. So, so my thing is, when you have AJ just bland as he is, he's not even entertaining or excitement in the ring. Like you see, like when he was with New Japan and with the Bullet Club, AJ was a heel. Much better heel promo guy than this cookie cutter guy that pretty much has Vince McMahon got his hands all over. He's pretty much a yes guy. He's pretty much the yes guy. He is the John Cena right now. And a lot of people don't see it. But if you look at his matches, it's pretty evidence when he did two pay-per-views back-to-back. He's a yes guy. But when you're one of the top five guys in the company, you have to be a yes guy. Because if you're not a yes guy and you and you are no guy, you're going to be a mid-card guy and then you're going to be an afterthought guy. And that's how it goes in WWE. 
what Vince says goes, what Triple H says goes. That's just the bottom line. So, my bottom line. So, for that match to be that awful, wrestling was no wrestling. I guess they just sat there, just told them to just do some fundamentals, couple headlocks, couple kicks. Style, phenomenal form, Kinshasa, and you know, call it. That's good enough. No, no New Japan flashback. No, none of this. No, nothing. So, four was like that. It was pretty much handcuffed. So you had to get out of one of the stars. What I seen came out of this match was another fight at Backlash. And if they can't get it right on Backlash, I don't want to see it no more. I don't want to see it no more. Because you can't make something shake that don't want to shake. And you can't really create something that where you always had limitations and doubts and, and stuff like that. And this is not this is not New Japan. So this is Vince McMahon. So there's going to be a lot more to it than anything else that comes out of this situation. But for now, you may just have to just go on the wait and see approach and just see what the outcome of this comes about. Oscar and Charlotte. Great match. Great match. Could have been better. Yes. Could have been a match in the night. Yes. Could have been a headliner. Yes. Could have been the main event. Yes. But why was it none of them? Because when you're confined to the WWE, you're confined to their rules and their restrictions. See, when you got the machine, as Stephanie say, when you had the machine backing you, What they say goes. If you can't make it on your own, where where you got the machine begging you to take this money, what can we do? You make your own rules. You create. You dictate the situation. So, as of right now, who dictates the situation? Who WWE sees as the better wrestler? In Charlotte. And see, my thing about this match was I wanted more aggression. I wanted more moves. I wanted to see Charlotte do more. I wanted Charlotte and Vision Oscar was as Bailey as Sasha Banks. Charlotte took almost 80% of the beating in this match. And she had her 20. Because you still have to make Oscar look dominant. Regardless if she win or lose. So. And my thing was once again. You asking Oscar. To do more. I'm tired of seeing. The. Daniel Bryant type. Shinsei Nakamura type of style that she has. Or it's just pretty much just kicks and screams and all of this and that. I need to see more. I need to see you come off the ropes. I, see, I need to see you take 
more bumps. I need to see you be aggressive outside. I need to see you put that together. I need to see you as a strong style, Oscar, is what you really are. Not this watered-down type of person you are, because you looking, you could be on the path of many, many losses, because it's only something Vince can do with you. He sees no charisma. And see, my thing is, my thing is, let Oscar be Oscar. Let her learn more on the fly. Let her do a lot more. Let her sometimes go get down in the NXT a little bit to get more better. So next time, well, Oscar come up at WrestleMania next year, whoever she fights, outcome may be different. She could have a match tonight because basically, she is number two behind Charlotte. Charlotte is the best female wrestler in the world today. She can hold that title for the next two or three years easily. But once again, what can Vince McMahon and WWE even do with Charlotte? Because once again, Charlotte was stuck. And she's still stuck. And I had always said, SmackDown, she had the deepest roster in women. If you look at the way SmackDown is built, they really don't have nobody. But they always have the best working women. Not the best wrestlers, but the best women who can work, who can take bumps, can make a person like Charlotte look good. So, if you bring Oscar over to SmackDown this season, to just just to just to put the to put the season on the steak so you can put it on the grill, and then you just let it cook and just go on from there. That's what you want, and just continue to add more depth to the women's roster. It's a good thing to have more women than men. The more, cause most likely the men gonna get majority of the time anyway. So why not? And, you get, and that's my thing is as I go with the, this match with this number, this rating out of five, I give it a I give it a three. I give it a three. So, then we go back to the Universal Championship. As you see, I picked the matches what I want, how I see it. You know, I'm not going to be the type who's going to go through the whole WrestleMania card. If it's worthy, I have no problem. But if it's not worthy, and it's seven hours long, I can't do that. So you can just, you can, I just pick what I want, and as I say again, as I tell my audience and my viewers, 
because we live on the internet. So, there's nothing for you to go on YouTube or anything and see. I'm pretty much if you're a wrestling fan, we all done seen. So, so now we get to the Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns match. Did, was it a swerve? Yes, it was a swerve. But why couldn't it be the swerve where you're damn near almost had Roman Reigns get killed out there? I mean, I mean, are you serious? Brock Lesnar is sloppy. Sloppy, out of shape. Like everything, like you cannot have a guy that big, that strong, but sloppy with it, with no wrestling skills in or out the ring. And you have your top guy down there get killed and not have a concussion. So, for what? I mean, I really didn't care who won the match. Honestly. But I do want to see the title defended on Raw. So, yeah, I wanted Roman Reigns to win. I didn't give a damn. But if I want to see the title on WWE, I need to see it on Roman Reigns. Not on Brock Lesnar. Especially a guy who can't wrestle. I mean, that myth shit is over with. I mean, you don't even show it on the promos of him carrying a damn log up, up a hill up the road. That's not him no more. That was 15 years ago. That's not that guy no more. He probably, he probably can't even do that. So, for you to have it in people's minds that this still the same guy, and he's like 40-something years old, man, get out of here. I mean, it's, you got, you got to be out your mind and really think other than less. So, Roman Reigns kicks out of six F5s, goes through the table. Oh, all, all, all the stuff that was advertised, that was going to be physical. Um, shit, it was almost a John Cena 2.0. Really? But, except... This was very sloppy. He almost really killed his man. Like, how you do uh, a back German suplex from the outside on the table and fucking he hits his head and didn't even hit the table? What the f- Are you serious? Man. Unbelievable. I tell you, this is a sloppy match. So sloppy. 
I don't even want to even talk about it no more. Star rating for this <laughs> is a one and a half. And then you got them. You got them fighting at Saudi Arabia. Of course, everybody know Roman Reigns is going to get the belt then. But shit. You pretty much should just corner at him at WrestleMania. And this is what I don't understand. If you're going to give him the belt, give him the belt at WrestleMania. What the... F I mean, what was the difference? What's the difference? What's the difference Saudi Arabia from uh, WrestleMania? Regardless of what, he still got to come back on American soil. Shit, he's still going to get booed. So what? You know, top of the mountain, who cares? All you got to do is feed this man competition. When you feed him competition... Everything will work itself out. I mean, Roman Reigns is a good worker. He's another version of John Cena, just a better wrestler. But the thing was, with John Cena was, he came in at the time where he could play both sides of the fence. He was a heel before he became a baby face. Roman never been a heel. And until he gets that heel status, he'll never be accepted. The best thing for Roman is go to SmackDown. So, United States Championship, Jinder Mahal won, which I already knew he was going to win. Stars on that match. One out of five. Zero. Ridiculous. Daniel Bryan. Shane McMahon versus Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Didn't understand the concept of it. If you knew he was going to wrestle, why not? Is he laying on the floor for 15 minutes? I didn't understand that. Didn't sell it to make me see why. That made me go on back and continue looking at the match. Like, I didn't understand. You should have just took him out. Put him on a stretcher. Reeled him back out. And had somebody from the back come and, and wrestle for him and then all of a sudden Daniel Bryan pops back up and he comes in and saves the day but they want to do it uh, man I tell you What a waste for Daniel Bryan to come back for his return. I just didn't understand it. Protect what? If it's going to happen, it's going to happen. Hey, I mean, that's just the bottom line. Because I most definitely don't want to see him in tag team matches or in matches that only last five to ten minutes. I'm not feeling that. If that's going to happen... He most definitely gonna be forgot. And, and that, that's just 
they just played to it. With Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, I mean, what can you say? It's the same old, same news. What are you gonna do? You either gonna go, either you gonna go to Raw, or you gonna go to NXT. I mean, I mean and there's nothing wrong with them two dabbling in both worlds because you you getting that that experience to them to them guys, but you also you get more looks, you get more followers. You're hot again, and that's what you want. Now you got both brands bending for you again. So, them two guys are unique, and and Vince man, they can create a team. They can get get on the right path, on the right way. They can can follow that concept and really make something out of it. And that, and that probably that probably would be a good thing for that. In my eyes, I think so. But who knows with the WWE? I mean, who knows? So, out of the whole WrestleMania, out of five, I give it a two. So, I was checking out Raw last night. It's probably like the first Raw and probably, hell, I guess, the late 90s, early 2000s, when they had the WrestleMania at the Raw, and you pretty much seen different guys, different guys you seen. But they had the big backing. See, that's what it was back then. They had these guys, but they didn't really have the big backing, or the, the as they say, the machine. So back then, they just go ahead and put a machine around a couple five, six guys, and and add great storylines to probably like three of them, and that's how it, that's how it went until you know. Till they learn where they are. We got a lot of wrestlers, but they hurt. Say says going on, like problems, who knows? And they ain't have nothing, they can't replenish. So that's how it was last night. Especially with the uh, old characters who's done been there, been to WWE and then came back. That's pretty much how it was. Like you can't see these guys coming back. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Even the ones who were hurt, they come back. Yeah, but like I said, they'll put the machine around about three of them and get three of them good, three good storylines. And they can like package like six of them through the night overall. And that's exactly what they did. And with the call ups from NXT. Like, and see, a lot of people don't understand. They're like, well, they can call all these these people up, such and such, Y and Z, Z and B. They can come up and and let the other guys who, uh, who in the performance center ready to come up for NXC. Yeah. Yeah, man, that was like two or three years ago. 
But when you got guys who used to wrestle for WWE 10 years ago, 12 years ago, was still actively wrestling on the independent scene, and they come back with a bigger name, wrestling for WWE. Then you got a lot of guys on the independent scene. So now it makes it kind of hard for guys and girls from NXT to come out, especially guys. Because you don't really find too many independent women wrestlers. But guys, yeah, it makes it hard for them to come up from the NXT to get to uh, the main brand. So, And you know who's running the show. Because Vince McMahon was not going to the indie scenes and signing all the indie wrestlers. There are a lot of indie wrestlers in NAC. There, the days of, of a band, Corbin, all the other female wrestlers, over with. They still homegrown the female, but the guys, that's over with. There's too many, too many independent wrestlers. They can, they can sign that's already seasoned up and already get out there. They just gotta do They just go through the WWE training and get out there young. You get guys in the performance center who've been there three or four years doing dark matches in NAC. Still ain't, still ain't cracked the main spot. And they see themselves getting passed by and getting signed by other people. That's, that's not good. So the paces were real thin. So. A lot of call-ups. Well, really wasn't a lot of call-ups. Just a couple, really. Because it's doing the superstar shake-up. But I'm like, are you serious? Yeah, Raw, Raw getting all stars. I mean, what, I mean, what's SmackDown gonna have? Because if you don't put talent in the SmackDown, why, why AJ Styles even there? Matter of fact, if I was AJ Styles. I done did everything. I done did everything I had accomplished. Ain't nothing. I ain't got accomplished nothing else in WWE. I go take. I go take my talent somewhere else. Because if you're not giving him competition and letting him wrestle and be AJ Styles, what is he there for? The reason why. He was that good in TNA. For TNA, know how to get wrestlers. They had great storyline people, but they let their guys wrestle. And when you wrestle, you let the end wrestling tell us a story. That's it. WWE, they want you to follow the script, and this is just going to how it's going. Uh, and he ain't going to get the best. So. It just fluctuates with talent. How talent goes up and down. That's just how it is. That's just how it was with Raw. Old faces, new places. And I was like, okay. 
why won't you just, just do the superstar shakeup after WrestleMania? Make it make it a big event because because Raw after WrestleMania and that shit overrated. You don't have no big matches. You you wants to know who's the next guy gonna challenge the champ. That's where everybody waiting. Who's gonna be that next guy? You don't even have that no more. You don't have the mystique. You don't have the fans craving for the next battle. Nothing. So why won't you just have the superstar shakeup? Why you just make Raw just a glorified? We just gonna get take half of NXT, and then we gonna take the top free agents out there and bring them all to Raw. What the hell SmackDown gonna get? I mean, what are they? I mean, what? I mean, what? What is SmackDown gonna get? I I'm not understanding none of it. SmackDown gonna get Bobby Lashley because if you think Bobby Lashley gonna flourish and wrong, you wrong. Why do you want to see Bobby Lashley lose to Roman Reigns? And see, and, and, and this is the thing. You look at you look at the names of the wrestlers from the Reigns, them beat. They all top guys. Where you like, no, nah, I don't think that could happen. And it happened. Because you know why? It's Roman Reigns. When you got the machine behind you, nobody's untouchable. Everybody can be beat by Roman Reigns. You can put your best moves out there, he can hit you. Hit you with Six, eight, nine, F five. So he gonna kick out of all of them. So why? So it don't even matter. You gonna put him over there? He gonna get beat. He just gonna be a big body, big name, tag team matches. Nothing. But you gonna put him against Brock, so you lose. Disgrace. I don't understand. I never understood that. So, put your money behind the lights. That's that's where the money at. Put it behind that guy. Elias is gonna make you the money. Put the Intercontinental Championship around his belt. Put it around him. Team the Bill Elias. Make him hot. You make that come out. Belt hot. You almost have like that that early 90s, late 90s reminisce feel of the Intercontinental Championship. So it's even going to be bigger when he wins the WWE Championship. So... Thank you, guys, Run Alliance, and go ride with it. And that'll be your best bet. The overall aspect of Raw, out of five, I give it a one. It was nothing, really. Bunch of fillers. Spots. I ain't never studied.
You see, you had a superstar shakeup next week. But take it, you really had it on Monday. Because Raw got half of NXT, the first little, first leg of NXT. And they got the well, majority of the free agents. So I am very curious to see what SmackDown going to do or what they going to get. I need a big thing. I don't need these the DB players who you who you kind of figured will go to SmackDown. No, I need I need something. A, I need like a Kitty Omega <laughs> or a Cody. Yeah, but that all wraps it up. For the wrestling part. That just wraps it up. My sermon for the wrestling week. Out of five. I give it a three. You add the two stars. With the WrestleMania. And then you add. The Raw. With the one star. I give it a three out of five. Yeah, you know. That's good to get it on out the way. Because. Basketball season about to start. And what I mean when I say about to start is playoffs. So new season. So I'll be all in in that. Even though my boys not in the playoffs, I'm a Lakers guy. So we'll get there. You can bless believe that. And Zoe, I trust. I'm a huge LeVar guy. He's a very smart man. The Lakers will be very stupid. And as I say again by my podcast, I can go for one thing to go to something else because it's my podcast. That's why I say anything goes. But the Lakers will be very, I would say stupid or maniacal, dumb. But they just be dumb to even want to even go all in just to get LeBron James. Or Paul George. Particularly, you really don't even need, I would even want Paul George there. Because Paul George, this is going to be the thing about Paul George, people going to see. You know, some guys who should have just. Stay where they at. Being patient. You already got the whole organization behind you. You could pretty much get what you want. You are the guy in the organization. But you want to be a bigger name when you are already a bigger name. Just ask them to put more money behind your marketing or whatever. You can get it done in Indiana. But now you want to go to see how it goes in Oklahoma City. Not working out. You and Russ don't blend at all, period. And the thing is, when Paul George do leave, because he is leaving, Carmelo would be much better. See, Carmelo can't leave. He can ask for it. See, they can get a trade for him or something. 
But if I were Carmelo, my best bet would just stick with Russell Westbrook. Because you really don't need Paul George. And I think Carmelo game would be much better. And plus, she can play Carmelo more. And in, in different situations. And so. And when it leads to everybody thinking, well, Paul George going to the Lakers. For what? The Lakers don't need him. He need the Lakers. See, this is the thing. Why people not envy or don't like going to state. Before then, Golden State had that same dilemma, the same type of players that the Lakers got. Golden State didn't get what didn't get what they had. Just going to get free agents and stuff like this. They drafted, had a system, they had the coach to teach and mold the guys into the to the system and make the guys better. And that's what happened. And that's what you're seeing with the Lakers. That's the reason why Lakers won more games than they did last year. I keep everybody back. I wouldn't trade nothing. I bring everybody on one-year deals. I also bring Isaiah back on one-year deals. And let's do this again. And my thing is with LeBron... The Lakers ought to tell him. We're going to keep this team. But find a way. To still make it here. And make it happen. And everything else will play itself out. Because you don't need Paul George. You want LeBron. So LeBron going to make everybody else better. And with them horses and them studs. That the Lakers got and Lonzo running the point. You got Brandon Ingram. You got Josh Hart. Kuz. Zubak. Randall. KCP. Man. And add another player here too to build that bench. And have a veteran on the bench. See that's our thing I said. The Lakers should have kept Ron Artes. Yeah. You can just say, yeah, he's taking up one extra spot, but he's the coach. And he also can play when you need him to. And see, that's what the Lakers were missing. But see, they will be able to get that. Yeah, I, I like I like Kawhi. But the type of system that the Lakers run, they are up and down team. LeBron don't run up and down. That's not good for Lonzo Ball. That's not good. That's doomsday for Lonzo. Only the media is hyping the LeBron situation with the Lakers. Only the media. The media don't watch the Lakers play. They don't watch chemistry. They don't watch the type of plays they run. The Lakers run a lot of pick and roll. A lot of ball screens. Their, their shooters are asked to run around like Reggie Miller's, run around like Clay Thompson's, run around like Steph's to get these shots. If you have LeBron James come to that team, 
That type of system is over with. Now you got Lonzo Ball sitting on the sidelines in the corner waiting on LeBron to pass in the ball to hit a corner three. No. No. The ball should be in Lonzo Ball's hands and Lonzo Ball's hand only other than Isaiah Thomas. That's the reason why that 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 free agency type of player is not gonna come to the Lakers. You don't want to mess this team up. You don't want to mess this chemistry up. You don't you, you don't want to do it. The Lakers can be in the playoffs next year, guarantee. Guarantee. If everything goes right and keep their guys healthy, and Lonzo Ball can average almost a triple double next year, Lakers are in the playoffs. Ain't no doubt about it. Ain't no doubt about it. it. You can book that. You can book that. So that's just something you don't want to mess up. I was just looking at that. Like the only free agents we just need to do is on bench, build a bench. That's it. Build a bench, play 10 guys every night. Any guy can play any night off the bench. He probably can start off the bench for you, just like the Warriors. So that's the type of team that you're trying to strive and build for, which you should have. So that's just, that's just a little situation that I think what the Lakers should be thinking. Sign Julius, KCP, Isaiah. You drafted great. You got two two first round draft picks. Man, you ain't got nothing to worry about. Get the little wild dang contract off of you. I mean, you can't go wrong. You can't go wrong. Don't let Julius walk out the door. You just you just can't do it. That's my coverage and my my little review, my little review for wrestling WWE weekend. I probably have me do another one, maybe Tuesday night or maybe sometime Wednesday. I maybe do a Tuesday night after SmackDown. Let's see how it goes. But just stay in, just stay tuned. Keep listening to me. I'm gonna put more content out there. A little bit more stuff, and uh, we're gonna go off from there. And I'll have my fans, my viewers, give me details, ideas, uh, what can I do to build this up more, to cater to y'all, and you know, make this one of the biggest podcasts going around and let our voices be heard everywhere and all around the world. We want to be different, we want to have different topics, we want to talk about a lot of stuff. That's why my podcast say anything goes. Because that's just what it is. And that's how I like my fans to be. So, check back in with me. And you hear back from me again. And as Mr. Redman said, my podcast say, let's go. I'm out. Peace.
Welcome to Anything Go Podcast, episode number two. Coming from you live. Today's episode, April 17, 2018. Um, I'm going to be discussing a little bit of WWE today, some NBA, maybe some NFL. Let's see how this goes. This is the Anything Goes podcast. As I continue to build and build and build my brand, my following, I want to make this one of the biggest podcasts in the world around. And eventually, to have all my podcast listeners to join in. And any topic you want to talk about, we'll be able to talk about that. But for right now, still building. And then in due time, we will make that happen. So, let's kick this off. Um, I watched what I could of the WWE last night, Monday Night Raw draft. Because I am a huge wrestling fan. And... You know, much as I could and before, you know, I do get up early in the morning and go to work. So I try to give me a little bit of sleep before then. But I really tried last night, but I couldn't stay up. But I did get all my information, everything that I need. So what I think about it from one through five, as I do my one through five ratings, I give it a... One and a half Because the reason why I give you that I mean I don't understand WWE You want us To be excited about the draft But you don't make it exciting You don't give the illusion I want to see The general manager or the commissioner Out and about scouting talent No matter what if it's from NXT to Raw or SmackDown, this is what a draft is all about. It's not about swapping different people from brands. We don't care about that. It's really stupid. It's really irrelevant. And it doesn't make your brand better, especially when we already seen these guys on this brand before. So... My thing is, you want to make a draft special. You want to bring guys from the. You want to bring guys from the indie scene. You would be like, wow, we would have never thought that WWE would actually land this guy and bring him here on the show and show you what we draft. No, we get Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, etc., etc. What difference is gonna make? You get the fashion police. What difference is it going to make? Because they beat the bar in three minutes? So what? These guys are no more than superstars and main event content. No more, no less. What was the reason for you to get Bobby Lashley? To put him in five-man tag? Five-ten-man tags? Three on th- three on three six man tags, tag team partners. Are you serious? You get Bobby Lashley 
to show people this is what we can put against Braun Strowman. This is what we can put for Brock Lesnar. This is what we can put for Roman Reigns. This guy right here is a serious contender. Anybody he fights, no, you put him in tags. I am not understanding WWE. Characters, creation, I just don't understand. Why are you wasting money on writers and people can't even build these guys up? All you want to worry about is a PG continent. PT content. If it's going to be PG content, put it, put it on Disney. Put it on Disney Channel. Put it on Nickelodeon. These are grown men and grown women fighting half naked. There is no PG about this. WWE, wake up. The kids' percentage doesn't amount to the overall percentage of what grown-ups put in this. And got to remember, kids are not paying for this. Grown-ups are paying for this. So get rid of the other crazy stuff and get with the program. So you get all the leftover rejects. I don't get me wrong. I like Bobby Roode. I like Drew back in time. But if you're not going to build these guys up, you're not going to put them in. Um, as I say, main event status, chasing championships, what are they there for? You could have kept them in NXT. Hell, if this was smart, he would put all his money in NXT. Because that's where that, and that's where the real wrestling is. I am a wrestling fan. I like wrestling. I like long storytelling. I like long, drawn out views. Because it gives us better content. It gives us somebody who we can choose for. You can get good heel heat and good baby heat. But, you know. I'm not running the multi-million dollar business. Not multi-million. Multi-billion dollar business. Which WWE sold to Disney. So the man is going to SmackDown. So that means Seth Rollins is going to SmackDown. Probably Samoa Joe. If not Samoa Joe. Finn Balor and the Good Brothers are all probably going and they all probably will now go with AJ Styles to make the remake of what they did in New Japan and the only really big money player is Rollins which I think Smackdown probably get Dean Ambrose nobody ever mentioned Dean Ambrose he gotta wrestle somewhere so I think Dean going there uh, I'm looking at the Altars of Pain going to SmackDown because SmackDown needs it and for some reason I look at Raw Raw got a lot of wrestlers so what SmackDown got to do to make up because Raw has a lot of 
wrestlers. A three-hour show, you have to have a lot of wrestling. You have to have a lot of content. So what SmackDown has to do, SmackDown has to pull a couple of raw power players, top performers, to go there. I'm looking at Sasha Banks, Bailey, Seth Rollins, Finn Balor, possibly Samoa Joe. I would love to see Roman Reigns go to SmackDown, but which is not going to happen because he's going to win the championship in Saudi Arabia. And reportedly, that Samoa Joe is supposed to be his first match at Backlash, which which is going to be for the WWE Championship. So, who is AJ Styles is going to face? Everybody you've been asking for it, you're going to get it. You're going to see AJ Styles and Seth Rollins get it in. You're going to see Finn Balor. But you may see a lot of three ways more than one-on-ones, which SmackDown loves to do. So Jinder, Jinder Mahal goes to Raw with the United States Championship. That means the writing is on the wall for Seth Rollins to go to SmackDown and eventually beat AJ Styles for the WWE Championship. And the reason why I say that because AJ Styles has no storyline. And AJ Styles is the type of guy you don't need to hand him a script. Let him build his story in the ring. So, Tonight, I will be watching SmackDown. Tonight, I will be seeing what SmackDown is going to do. I pretty much already know what they're going to do. But can you surprise me? Can you surprise me, SmackDown? And pull a wrestler out the hat that I didn't even think you could even get. Let's see what happens. I need to give y'all a five-star rating, which is not going to happen. So can I at least give you a two? Because it's all you're going to give me. Don't let me give you a one and a half like I did wrong. I don't want to do that. But push come to shove. I will make that happen. So we'll see. I need Oscar to come on over. I need them to build a woman division up over there very good. So I need Oscar to come on over. I need Bailey. I need um, Sasha Banks to come on over and make this one of the most competitive woman divisions in the last 10 years, 15, 20 years. So. My overall rating for Raw tonight was a one and a half. So let's move. So I watch a lot of playoff games this weekend. Was I shocked by any any of this? No. Was I shocked that LeBron then lost to the Pacers? No. I'm not shocked at all. And if LeBron and don't get it together, I'm most definitely not gonna be shocked at the loser Pacers in the series. And I'm most definitely not going to be shocked if Tyrone Lou loses the job because he deserves 
to lose his job. What Cleveland went wrong at, they should have kept Larry Drew going. They went on an eight-game winning streak with Larry Drew. The reason why? Because Larry Drew knows how to play players in matchups. For some reason, I don't understand Tyron Lue. What makes you think you're going to start a starting five that hasn't been playing together? None time over here. Tyron Lue, you put it on yourself. You put it on yourself. Either you gonna go or LeBron gonna go. Put I mark this down. I put it down now. Put it down now. No matter what happens, Tyronn Lue will not be the head coach of the Cleveland Cavaliers next year if LeBron James comes back. He will not be the head coach. You can guarantee that. So. That's just not going to happen. Sorry, T. Lou. Ain't going to happen. So. LeBron. You're going to have to have. MVP performance from here on out. Me. I pick Cleveland. To go to the NBA Finals. To play Golden State. But I'm telling you guys. If Cleveland can't hit no threes. They don't have guys to make their own shots. You got LeBron James playing almost 40 minutes. So that means. Guys are not going to be able to make their own shots. To get hot. They're going to be waiting around. Waiting on LeBron James. Not good at all. Not good at all. I had always said Cleveland needs to take a Toronto page. For you to beat Golden State, for you even get to the finals, Cleveland has to have a bench. And they had to go deep with the bench. Leave no stone unturned. That's the thing with Toronto. They're playing everybody. If you don't suit up, you're going to play. And that's what Cleveland need to do. Somehow, some way, LeBron James is going to have to pull out MVP Forbes around now. You don't lose that first game. That's a no-no. But since you did, now, most definitely the heat is on. I was speaking the heat. Yeah, the Miami Heat got their got um, finally even the series last night. Which, once again, if you look at Philadelphia, this is a team. If none of their three point shooters are not hitting, they're going down, and they're going down in an ugly way. No matter what Ben Simmons can do, no matter what Joel Bean can do. If their shooters are not hitting their shots, it's over for Philadelphia. I was here with one um, sports writer say, 
This is the year of Toronto Raptors. You know, thing are like, nah, it's not. It's, it's, it's not the year for Toronto. You think about it. It is the year. It's most definitely the year. If if Kyle Lowry and Demar Rosen can average twenty points or better in the series from here on out, nobody's beating them guys. Nobody's nobody's beating Toronto. Not even the Cleveland Cavaliers. LeBron James will have to do more. Where he knows for a fact he's not going to have it to beat this team that's going to come with him in droves. You think you're worrying about Golden State. Golden State don't even have to even go deep on their bench to even beat Cleveland. As long as they got two guys average over 20-something in the series, Cleveland is going down. So, I'm still sticking with my guns. I'm still going to pick Cleveland and go to state. Because when you have the best player in the world, you're not going to let this man fail. Because if you do let him fail, it's a possibility that you will be stuck in Cleveland. Without no LeBron James at all. Except for Jordan Clarkson. Larry Nance. And a Rodney Hood. And a Tristan Thompson. And a J.R. Smith. That no fans in Cleveland will, will show up to watch and pay for. So Cleveland. You better get it together. Because where your team is built now. If LeBron leaves. If you don't get a top five pick, maybe a top three, it's not looking good. It's not looking good at all. So, it was good good playoff series all the way around. And, you know, so, I wasn't shocked that Philly lost to Miami. I wasn't shocked. I wasn't shocked at all because... Miami, you can have one of them games where D-Wade give you 28, and you have some guys that that feel that that vibe that D-Wade brings to you when he's showing you he can get it done at that age. He will make certain guys play better to get a win, but that's all they're going to get. So, but the playoffs been pretty good along one night. You got two more tonight. You got Portland, New Orleans. So, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. I also think, uh, who else played tonight? Uh, I think Toronto didn't play. Toronto and Washington played tonight. So, we'll see how it we'll see how they go. And uh, on my episode number three, I most definitely will go, I will go more in-depth on the playoffs. And possibly look at the NBA draft, what's going to be, look at a couple teams, and see what it's going to look like, especially my Los Angeles Lakers. So we'll see about that. And I want to get to, before I end my podcast, is the Dallas Cowboys situation with Dez Bryant. 
Like, if I think if it would have been any other team other than Dallas Cowboys, nobody, I most definitely really wouldn't be talking about this Dez Bryant situation. But since it happened, and who I think Dez Bryant's going to go to and play for, first of all, for a guy like Dez Bryant, you have to have an accurate quarterback. And you must have a top five quarterback. If you're under top five, Dez don't go there. Because with your skills, and they say that they're diminished, if you go to a, a under top five quarterback, you, bruh, you, might not, you may play your last games, your last full year in the NFL, period. So this is a very tough decision. For Dez Bryant, it has to be a small one. It can't be about the money. It has to be about winning. It has to. You got to tell yourself, I got money. I can still make plenty of money. It's not about that. It's about winning and making me the best player that I was a couple years ago. Because when you're looking right now, if you have another bad season, it could be your last season. So, if I was Dez My teams I would go to first. I would like I, I would have him go to Green Bay. Play with Aaron Rodgers. If I was Aaron Rodgers, I would be on the phone somehow, some way, telling Dez to come here. You see what I can do. I am one of the most accurate passes also. You see what I can do. I could put the ball anywhere pinpoint. I can make you better again. That would be his best fit. It's Green Bay. Second is New England. But the Patriots not going to play him. But my goodness, what Dez would do with Tom Brady. But my thing is, if you don't run good routes, you can't make good yards at the catch. You're not going to play New England. New England likes a lot of Caucasian wide receivers, a.k.a. slot guys. They can play one, two, or three. With their system, they can have all slot guys if they really want to. Number three, he should think about going to is the Baltimore Ravens. Pretty much a vertical team. There ain't going to be a lot of West Coast. You got Joe Flacco. But my thing is, Joe Flacco is not elite to me. So, my thing is, Joe Flacco is not going to make Dez any better than what Dez is right now. Number four will be the Denver Broncos. You add him with Demarius Thomas, a couple more pieces in there with Case Keenum. I think Case Keenum can get the job done with Dez playing in Denver. With that altitude and them cornerbacks that get tired very fast, I think Dez can revive his season. I think Dez can make lead the league and receive it again. Number five.
he should think about going to the Philadelphia Eagles. It's somehow, some way, if Philly could pull it off. But Dez will have to play there for a little bit of nothing his first year. A little bit of nothing. Then he can cash in on his second deal. But I don't think the Eagles are going to willing to take him because Dez is not going to play for really nothing. Now, he could go to the Redskins. He always talk about saying he won't go to the NFC East team. The only team that's really going to take him is the Washington Redskins. And if he have a great season with Alex Smith, he can cash in, throw the X up there anytime he wants to. I think Dad's still a good wide receiver. I don't think he's a number one. But you put in with another superstar wide receiver, you got two number one slash one two. Some good things happen. I would love to see him go to my boy, the Carolina Panthers. But Cam Newton ain't going to make him no better. Cam Newton need guys who can run around to get out of their breaks real fast. And that's something Dez don't do. So Carolina had to simplify their offense more for Dez, which is not going to happen. So. Dez going to Green Bay is very good. That's my choice, and I'm sticking to it. So I will be back for episode number three of the Anything Goes podcast. And um, like I said, I want to build this. I want to build, build, and eventually put it on Spotify, Apple, and everywhere else, and YouTube. And, you know, I want to be one of the biggest, the best. This is why I want anything goes. And I want my listeners to play a big part in this. And we will. Because I want my listener voices to be heard. Not only mine, but also yours. So, again, I will be back for episode number three. And I just want to thank all... My fans and my listeners, listen to this podcast and let's help me grow. And eventually, we will be there. So, be back again at it. Everybody, peace, love. Anything goes. I'm out.